Welcome to the Mouska Moms podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We are your hosts, Lori. Hi. Juliana. Hello. And Jennifer, that's me. We are so excited to chat with you today all about the new movie, Hocus Pocus 2 on Disney+. Plus. Yay. But first, the Mouska cocktail. All right. So the most appropriate Mouska cocktail, I think, for today is the Witch's Brew, right? It's that spooky feeling in the air. Don't you just want something called Witch's Brew? You picture something that sort of smokes. Um, well, this one's kind of purplish, which is, is by the way, a Halloween color. Fight me. Okay. No, I agree. Agree. Right, so it's Agreed. gin, specifically um, Empress 1908 gin. And then um, if you don't have access to that, apparently you can soak any gin that your favorite gin, I suppose, with butterfly pea blossoms, which I guess you can get online. Soak that, you know, like in an, um, uh, what's the word, an infusion or whatever for a day. Your gin will have a blue tint. I, I think it's more purplish than blue, but whatever. Or you can use butterfly pea extract, which apparently you can get online. Who knew? Um, you can probably just get the gin online if it can right? be delivered in your state. I know, I don't, I know that some states don't allow... I don't know. Is that still happening? You anyway. Should move, you should move from those states. Yeah, you should move from those states. <laughs> um, so it's, it's two parts gin, one part blue curacao. So I guess it would be more blue. Um, an ounce of lemon juice, soda water, and crushed ice. Sounds super refreshing. Um, so we are fans of uh, pea blossom, butterfly pea blossom. We, we, we're going to talk about it again next week in the podcast. And we talked about it a lot on our Wish podcast, too, because yeah. there was a, a, a drink at the Nightingale that had this in it. It was yum. So I'm excited to try this witch's brew. Where can I get this? Or do I have to make it myself? No, you got to make it yourself. Huh. Um, they should serve it in a restaurant somewhere at Walt Disney World. Right. They, they probably they do serve, if not that, then something similar. Because I betcha if you were to walk up to a bar and I could do this next week and say, make this. With that, do they have Empress 1908 gin? I, a good bar probably a, would. If you're at Enchanted Rose. They That's what I was going to say. There. Yeah. This sounds like it would be perfect for Enchanted Rose or Citrico's because they have like that gardeny feeling. And yeah. again, they might have it because I don't know if you all know this, listeners, but during this time of year, a lot of these bars and lounges around the resorts and in Disney Springs offer cool specialty drinks for Halloween for the whole month of October. And they're not always published um, like for us to see. So if you just walk in somewhere and ask, then... I bet they would make this. I will be you. an enchanted rose next week. I will tell you. I Let will us know. You. Yeah, definitely. And we're all, we all are gin fans, right? I There's none of us that gin. hates gin. Lori's I'm, on the fence about I'm it. I'm okay. It depends. It, I, like, I can't drink straight. I, I can't do like gin and tonic. I can't do, I need gin with something else. I need, I need yeah. more flavor in there than just gin. But if it's yeah. a mixture like this, I can totally drink this. All right. All right. Yeah. It sounds good to me. Yeah, not that not the autumny like witches brew you expect, but like a 
dark liquor liquor or something, but I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> All right. So let's start this review. So of course, this is for Hocus Pocus 2, which is the second movie. So we got to do a little backstory um, on the first Hocus Pocus for you nutzos that have not seen the first one. Um, so it is all about the Sanderson sisters. Uh, Sanderson sisters are play are played by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy. How do you say her name? Najimi? Najimi. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I've heard it a few ways. Like I've seen it a lot on social media, heard it a lot, but now, okay. Najimi. There we go. All right. So 300 years ago, Sanderson sisters practiced witchcraft and were punished. Now it's Halloween 1993. And in the original one, Max lit the candle and it was said to bring the witches back to life. Uh, basically, you follow the story of Max with his girlfriend, Allison, and then his kid sister, Danny, who was my favorite. Um, and they saved all the kids in Salem from Winifred, Sarah and Mary, who are the Sanderson sisters. All right. So now we're fast forwarding to Hocus Pocus 2. Um, and... Should we like? There's death, like beware, everybody. Like, yes, we I was going to say beware. There's we're going to talk about the entire movie, so of course there's spoilers. So make sure you've watched the movie, or if you chose not to, we're going to do a really good review of it. So it'll be like watching it. <laughs> um. All right. So we fast forward to Hocus Pocus two, which is set 29 years later. Find this extremely weird that they did 29 years later instead of 30. Anyways. Um, and they also mentioned this in the movie, which made me feel extremely, extremely old. Well, it really is 29 years though, right? Didn't the original yeah. movie come out in 93? So that's why. Yes. I know, but yeah. I still feel old because to me, I was, when Hocus Pocus came out, I, I was, I was 10. Yeah. But to me, 1993 was like 10 years ago, not 29. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that makes sense. But I think it's really cool because this, yes, this is set 29 years into the future, but it's also an origin story too, which is really cool because- That's what I love about it. The very beginning of it gives backstory that you didn't even think you needed. Okay. So- um, Did I just jump ahead? No. No, I don't think you did. No, we we can talk talk about about our reactions real quick? Like, because- we weren't sure how we would feel or do we want to go into the whole story? No, first? I think we go into the whole story. Oh, it's going to be hard we'll go, to be neutral. Okay. Yes, and then we'll go reactions. We can throw, we're going to throw in our opinions. We can't hold back the opinions. That just doesn't happen. Um, But all right. So what we were talking about is that at the beginning of this movie, it actually gave you the origins of the Sanderson sisters and how they came about and how they became witches and everything else. Um, So the backstory was really cool to see. Winifred and all them in, they were kids. They were 10, 11, no, what were they? Um, it was her 15th, 16th 16, birthday. Yes. So it was when they were their 16th on their 16th birthday, they, of course, Winifred was not very nice to all the townsfolk and got in trouble. And they went into the forest and basically that's where she discovered that she was a witch, that she had powers. Um, and I thought it was really cool how they went about giving the origin story of how she got her powers and the origin story of the sisters. Cause a big part of that was that Winifred did something, they wanted to punish her by taking her two other sisters and that was not okay with her. Um, so that kind of set up the rest of the movie to show, um, you know, that sisterly bond there at the beginning. So I love the beginning part. Um, I thought it was awesome. Um, I thought it really filled in holes um, with the first one. 
would you guess? I think it was weird that we didn't know the origin of the Sanderson sisters up until then. And, and like Juliana was saying, like, I, I don't know that I missed it until I knew that I missed it because the, the origin story was really cool to find out. I think that they could not have found better actors to play these young girls than they did. I think the girl who played Winifred was amazing. And I liked that you found the origin story of the sisters. And then because of that, you also found the origin story of the book because in the original Hocus Pocus movie, it was just these three witches and they had this book that kind of was had these secret powers to it and it made them into witches. But then in Hocus Pocus 2, you kind of learned that the book was another character and the yeah. book was right. was its own thing. It was right. It was that was cool. So it's not just I'm I wanna finish out the plot portion yeah. of the show because I'm dying to start. I'm trying really hard not to throw in editorials. But it's not just an origin story. That's a really small, it's a really important obviously, because it, you know, it's all about their historical context and stuff. It's a really important part of this story, but it's not the story. It's not just an origin story. So it's about Becca, who's a young girl. Go ahead, Lori. Yeah. So it is about Becca, who is a young girl. um, And then she has a good friend because of course you have to start there. um, And her friend is Izzy. And of course, because you're dealing with teenagers, you have to have drama in there. Um, so Becca and Issy, um, were also friends with, what was her name? Doesn't matter. The mayor's, mayor's daughter. Yeah. The mayor's (laughs) daughter. There we go. Um, and they were no longer friends because, you know, high school, um, (laughs) the best way to put it. Um, so Becca and Izzy each year on, on Becca's birthday, they, they venture into Salem's Forbidden Woods to set their intentions for their upcoming year this year to celebrate, Um, they did the same thing, but first they went to an old Salem magic shop. The old Salem magic shop is run by a store owner, um, named Gilbert, who's played by Sam Richardson, who, by the way, I thought was awesome. Um, and the old Salem witch shop looks familiar because it was the Sanderson sisters, um, house. So in there, you see the book, you see everything. And he kind of does, it's kind of turned into more of a touristy spot at this point. But he gave Becca a gift this year for his birthday. He gave her a candle to light. Um, So Becca and Izzy go into the woods to do their um, ritual. And they light the candle to find out that the candle turns black. Um, So it is the black flame candle. The wonderful, what is it, drama of, you know, they had like the ground breaking apart and everything else. And you hear her laugh. And all of a sudden the Sanderson sisters come back. There you have it. So the rest of the movie is how we um, how we defeat the Sanderson sisters. So we've given away a couple things, but nothing major. But now we're probably going to get really into some giveaways. So um, Lori loved it. I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, Jen I seems to have been on the fence about it. I I I didn't have strong opinions one way or another. I liked it. I think it'll definitely go in my Halloween repertoire of movies, the same way Hocus Pocus 1 is. I think it was good. As as far as sequels go, I think it was a stand-up sequel. I think it was good. I think it gave us what we needed in terms of a backstory. I think it gave us what we needed in terms of it wasn't quite as cheesy as I mean, I guess the 1993 version was like our 1983 version. 
<laughs> might have been in terms of cheesiness. Um, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Laura, you were um, going to say something. What were you going to say? I thought it was a really, it, I, I almost think it was more cheesy, but to the point that they knew that this movie was cheesy. Um, they knew the first one was, they knew that throwing in a musical number was ridiculous the way that they did it, but they put in three more this time. Um, and they almost made fun of themselves in that factor that, you know, I think at one point they did, they were like, oh, well, we have to do, you know, a musical number. I'm sure you were expecting this. How um, can you not have a musical number with Bette Midler? Exactly. Oh, so she's a queen. She is yeah. the queen. So you ready? I think you probably know what I think. Yes. Let's hear it. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was better than the first one, honestly. I, I thought it kind of was too. I loved it. It was hilarious. It was just the right amount of cheesy. There were a million funny throwbacks to the first one. Yes. I loved it from the opening credits. Can we please talk about what they did with the Disney castle in the beginning? The castle was cool. I've never seen them do anything like that. Not only did they change the scenery behind the castle, they changed the music too. It went yeah. from, you know, When You Wish Upon a Star to Creepy. If you didn't notice when you turned on this movie, go back and watch it. I called my husband into the room to make him see. I well, thought you were texting. Cool. You texted us something about that. And I hadn't I hadn't paid attention to that. I had I loved seen it, it already. And I was like, what the heck is she? Is she watching the see, same movie? I, I appreciate it because you texted it. So the next night I watched it with my kids and I was like, all right, watch the castle, watch the castle, watch the castle. Um, and they thought it was cool. I feel like Disney's also been kind of doing this with the castle lately. They have. Um, where they've, you know, what was it where they changed all different parts was for a different princess. It was like frozen on one corner and this on this corner. And so they've been kind of mixing things up with that castle, which I think is kind of cool because it's a little tiny element, but it's something people are like, oh, did you see the castle? This was the coolest one by far though. Yeah. Because I think, because like I said, they changed the music too. And like, it, well, I guess they did. The music is different for Frozen also, but, but I just, I loved it. And there's a couple of things I want to talk about, but I don't, I was really excited, believe it or not, to do this podcast that you guys <laughs> thought I was dreading because I thought it was really good. Bette Midler is amazing. Yes. I um, think Bette Midler was, was definitely amazing. I think it was cool to see like, you never know with a sequel, especially with a sequel that it has so much distance between the original. Yeah. So it was cool to see the three of them together. It was interesting to see how they aged, which I have lots of feelings about that. <laughs> um, I think Bette Midler never ages. No. I think she is always the queen. I think she is probably really a witch. I think <laughs> Kathy and Jimmy, I think she looked great too. Sarah Jessica Parker, I think, has looked better. I think that they did a disservice to her with her makeup. I don't I'm reading, I think she I, looked weird with the makeup. I think that I don't, and I couldn't figure out why they did that. Like, I thought, I haven't seen a photo of Sarah Jessica Parker in a while. Like, they let's, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not judging, I'm pretty sure each one of them has had a little bit of work done, um, uh, whatever. Um, but I don't think that Sarah Jessica Parker is in the realm of some other actresses that became unrecognizable forms of their I think she's self. very she vocal I think she's very vocal about her like she I don't think she's had work done I no, think she's whether very she vocal has about it like but I don't think she, she 
I think she looked like she had bad work done I in think, the movie. I think with this movie, I think what people went ballistic is one the eyebrows. I don't know yes. what they did yeah, with her that's eyebrows. What I'm saying. I don't. I, I I and then I rewatched Hocus Pocus, right? The original. Her yeah. eyebrows were big, but it was in the '90s, so I think it was. I I, I think they wanted oh, to keep with what uh... she looked like, but now that we're seeing it now. We're like, what the heck? Like the same level of exaggeration. Plus the fact that now that you're watching it, you have seen Sarah Jessica Parker in so many things. I mean, I am a huge Sex and the City fan and I can't, like her seeing her in that, I have to keep telling my brain that it's Sarah Jessica Parker, it's Sarah Jessica Parker, where I feel like in the first one, she wasn't that huge of a star at that point. You're right. Where now she is. And I, it was, there. her makeup was so weird but yeah, I, I thought for was. sure it was like she was unrecognizable from plastic surgery. But then I Googled and and I think the most she's had done is a facelift. Like yeah. Because yeah. you can tell in Sex and the City from when she first did Sex and the City to now, she you, she's aged. You can definitely. Great. Oh, for sure. Everybody does. 29 years, man. Yeah. But <laughs> you can see it. And so I don't think it's that much work. I just think they try to keep the makeup the same as what I, it was. Yeah. I don't sense. think it's the work. I think it's the makeup for sure. Yeah. I don't but think way it more sense. Talking, yeah. speaking about how they looked, also, did you notice that Kathy Najimy's um, weird smile that she has as her character was you on the other took, side? You just took away the mouse tip, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't read ahead. <laughs> I did not notice that. I I thought it did looked weird. Did you notice weird. it or did you read it somewhere? I thought it looked weird, but it kind of like whatever. And then I read about it and she commented on it and she said it really wasn't like this. I, there was no thought behind it. It was just that I'm 29 years older and my face doesn't do it that way anymore. And so I switched it. But it's kind of in character with her with her character in, in the movie. It was pretty cool. So... I love I reading. I thought she looked different, of... but I thought it was just because her face really is so much thinner. No, She's... it flipped, and actually, she said in there they actually explained it in the movie. So what? Yes. What... Oh, they did. Yes, yeah. so kind of. So if you watch right when they like pop back up, Winnie slaps her, and it was on the one side, and when she slaps her, it goes to the other side, and then she slapped her again. again. Yeah, and this is the kind well, of movie I feel like, unlike the first one, this is the kind of movie that you can watch over and over and over again, not just because it's going to be a nostalgic Halloween movie, but because there are so many little things that you'll laugh about every time that you might have not have noticed or that you forgot about. Did you notice toward the ends when they're flying through Salem and they stop and they're like looking in windows for the mayor and they stop and there's a couple watching TV and, she, and Winifred looks in the window and she gets disgusted and flies off. It's the scene that I texted you about yep. from Hocus Pocus 1 with Frank and Penny Marshall in it. And they're yep. watching Hocus Pocus 1. I love that. I love that. I that yeah. Awesome. No, that one we saw. Um, I like jumped out of my seat once I saw that because we saw it. It was the exact scene through the windows. I was like, that's the first one. And all my kids are like, what? I'm like, Shh, that's the first one. Right. I didn't notice it till the second time. I, I love that it. you told your kids to be quiet. I did. <laughs> like, I shushed them. Stop commenting. <laughs> I'm trying to remember some of the other things that were like total throwbacks to the first one. So that was really fun. But then I there were just. Say, some... I will say one of the biggest throwbacks they did was actually part of the storyline. So part of the storyline, and we won't go in too much. I, I, again, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched it, I don't know what to tell you because you're going to get spoilers. But, um, you know, part of the storyline was that Gilbert, the store owner, gave her the candle. 
So his intentions were that he wanted the Sanderson sisters to come back. He needed a virgin to light the candle. By the way, the amount of references they made towards virgin and how funny they thought it was of how many times it was referenced in the first one, that killed me because um, my kids paid attention more to that one this time. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. It was almost like a nod to how much we would say in front of children in the 80s and 90s that we don't say in front of children now. Exactly. They said, because I was watching it with my 12-year-old, they they must have said virgin 10 virgin 72 times in the first movie oh we can make it everyone's got to field the question what's a virgin what'd you say oh yeah lily did that yeah drinking i said we can make it make a drinking game out of it oh my yeah. god that's a great idea so so yeah so they totally addressed it in this movie and i loved his answer it was so perfect yes it made fun of itself it made fun of it the difference in time um it, so yeah I, I, so, I really loved it he gave her this candle because he needed the virgin light, which by the way, he brought up and they're like, why didn't you just light the candle? And he's like, well, that kind of passed. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> but so we find out why he wanted to bring the Sanderson sisters back and the whole backstory that he was actually there at the original Hocus Pocus 29 years ago. He was a kid and saw them flying. He was at the cemetery. That's how he got book. Um, and that he was actually there the whole time, which I thought was really, really cool. And, you know, it gave a huge backstory of why he decided to go into this. Like he did the magic shop based on, you know, he lo his love for the Sanderson sisters. Obviously, right afterwards, he, you know, realized it was a mistake, but... But I think that storyline also gave the movie a lot of permission to cater to the fans of the first movie, because with the first movie, nobody knew who these Sanderson sisters were. I mean, in general, the, the movie watchers, but also in the movie, that was the town pe townspeople's first introduction to who these Sanderson, Sanderson sisters were. And they gained this popularity and notoriety so that their house became like a tourist destination. And um, Gilbert was able to open this store that was a destination and they had fans and all those things. And so I think that's really what gave the movie permission to really cater to us, the fans of the first movie yeah. in the movie plot also, which was cool. So we got to hear them sing and we got, you know. I I really liked Gilbert's character, which I think is kind of crazy yeah. because the whole, because you, you can't hate him. Like he really just was like, no, they were just misunderstood and, and, you know, let's bring them back. It'll be great for the store kind of thing. Like he just was misguided and, and, not entirely stupid, though, at the same time. But he no. just was, like, not a villain, but just sort of, like, a pawn, I guess. I don't he know. He was, like, one of those slash kind of Disney villains that turned out not really villainy. Um, so, I, you know, between that and then the other big character that I actually loved was the mayor. The mayor was one of my favorite characters. His well, first of all, with the caramel apples killed me. What's <laughs> his name? Um, Tony Hale. Tony yes. Hale from Arrested Development. Arrested Development, yeah. He's a genius. He's a genius. <laughs> and isn't genius. he also, is he, he's in Better Salt Call Saul, isn't he? I don't know. I haven't watched that. Sorry. No. I haven't either, but I think he's in it. But he's, he's a genius. He's a genius and he plays this character so perfectly. Um, yeah, so him. he actually, he played two. So he played, this was kind of the tie-in with his role. He played the Reverend first, which showed up. Um, in the backstory, the origin story, the Sanderson sisters, the Reverend is which kind of, you know, punished the girls and told Winnie that she was going to, that he was going to take his, her sisters away and kind of banish them. 
And fast forward to his descendant now, which is still played by Tony Hale, um, who's the mayor now of Salem. And the uh, Sanderson sisters were, you know, I think in shock that, you know, descendant, but obviously looked identical. Um, so I thought that was kind of too cool too. They, you know, they tied in the Gilbert with the original movie. Then they tied in the mayor slash re uh, reverend from the origin part. So they almost kind of gave us two movies here with the, the small origin, you know, prequel, whatever. And then they gave us, you know, Hocus Pocus too. And I thought this was really cool. I just... I, I thought he was awesome. The, the caramel apples killed me. It literally killed me. Plus, it really made me want a caramel apple at the end of the movie. A good one, though. He's right? hilarious like at the one. end when he's like, there's probably not even an apple in this one. <laughs> it's so funny. It's really funny. It's really funny. I, I know. I'm surprised at you, Jen. I liked it. So, like I said, I liked it better than the original. And I liked sounds it. But I will I like say, I don't it. think it really stands alone without the original. Like, they give you enough that it could, but you really want the whole thing. You really want the whole thing. It's definitely, they tied in it to the original one. Um, and, you know, it. you got to watch the first one, then the second one. And now, a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts, and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. Another character that I thought was interesting was the Witch Mother. Um, okay. Actually, actually, I just sent the girls a picture of a tie-in, which I thought was amazing. Right. So two things. Hannah Waddingham from um, Ted Lasso is not only beautiful, but like, I can't take my eyes off her because she's just like so enchanting. She's perfect person to play the witch mother. Like she's, she's just amazing. If you haven't watched 10 Lasso, do it. Um, <laughs> but she's fantastic. Yes. Anyway, so yes, there's a tie-in. Go ahead, Lori, because there's yeah. another one with the witch mother. So yeah. So there's a tie-in with the witch mother. So she is actually the one that met the girls, the Sanderson sisters, when they were 16 in the Forbidden Woods um, in Salem. And she actually brought the book. And the book recognized Winifred and decided to go with Winifred at that point. Um, and witch mother recognized her as special and having powers, um, but also told them that they could not perform a spell. Um, and... The witch mother, so there's a picture floating around now that when you look at the witch mother and the outfit that she is wearing, it is insanely similar to the point that they had to have known this to the exact same outfit that Danny wore in Hocus Pocus. Um, now, whether they're tying in that Danny was dressing up as the witch mother and that's what she was doing for Halloween, um, but the the outfits are identical. It's the same color scheme, sure. it's the same everything. Um, and again- genius like these are the little things that they knew us insane people would find and then put all over social media and create a further buzz well, that's what it. disney and pixar always yeah. do they take they hide these little easter eggs so that you know three weeks after the release of the movie we're still talking about it and we can exactly. watch it a million times and every time we watch it we can find something new so they're not stupid so that's so that's in, really cool yeah in the opening scene there's another tie-in to the witch mother before we meet her. And there's there's a, a crow with, with red wings flying over Becca as she's running through yeah. the woods, which is also a bit of foreshadowing for the movie. 
Yes. There's a twist in this movie, right? Yes. Are we going to tell people what it is? Or are we going to leave that dangling? No, I think we need to go through the ending because the ending is one of the one of my favorite parts. Before it's we really get to the good. ending, can we just discuss that I'm so glad that they brought Billy back into this yes. movie also because I love him. I think he's such a great comic relief. And I think pairing him with Gilbert was the perfect match because Absolutely. they totally played off of each other. And those were some of the funniest scenes, I think. I think this movie was so beautifully directed. (laughs) Like it was beautifully cast and beautifully directed. I really like, I think it's a super artful movie, which is crazy because it's Hocus Pocus. The first one was not artful at all. It was just a cute movie. Don't listen to her. It was. It It wasn't artful. It's just cute. I call it everything. Um, All right. So the ending. Yes. So let's go through the ending. So basically... Let's fast forward. The Sanders sisters have come out, are come back. They are roaming around Salem. They want to do a spell instead of doing what they did in Hocus Pocus, which is draining the life out of children and blah, blah, blah. They want to do this huge spell that's in the book that they were told by the witch mother that they cannot do. Um, the spell is to make them the most powerful witch basically ever created. Um, and the witch mother said, you cannot do this spell. It is too powerful. You cannot do it. With that, Winifred said, no, I'm doing it. Um, And there were a few things she had to get along the way to do it, of course, with every spell. Um, So that was kind of the majority of, you know, the middle part of the movie is them looking for those items to get. Then they were able to get the items and she performed the spell and became super powerful. But in the book, it specifically said that it was something to do with if you take on this magic, you will lose what's most dear to you. Right. And then when they, when they do the incantation, she actually says, I give up my love for power or whatever it is. So I just had a little revelation, right? So when the um, witch mother gives Winifred the book, tells her she can't do this spell, Winifred's like, why not? And she says, it's all powerful, whatever. And she says, and then she just says, because I said so. And just before that, or just after that, is when she looks at Winifred and tells her how lucky she is. And a witch is nothing without her coven. And she said, well, where's your coven? And she said, they're gone. And she's also a supremely powerful witch. So I was just wondering if maybe oh. she had performed the spell. Yeah. And that's how she lost her coven. But then again, she probably would have wiped out Salem at that point. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Because I don't think it's over. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, so no, basically she performed the spell and it said in there that she would lose what, what was most dear to her, which she found out was her sisters. Um, so her sisters started disappearing. Um, it's very moving moment. Um, and with that, Winifred broke down, became a human of sorts and said that she did not want the power anymore and that she wanted to be with her sisters as well. Well, lo and behold, what a lucky twist in the story that Becca on her 16th birthday in the same place found out that what? That she is a witch as well. She is also a witch. There are a few foreshadowing scenes in the movie that show this too, where they're like trying to defend themselves against the three witches and Becca's hands start glowing. So it's pretty early on in the movie. It's not really I was going to say, to me, it was foreshadowing to, to kids. At that point, if you're an adult and you didn't figure you it know. out the first one, I don't right. know. Right, you're like, oh, Becca's a witch. It's her 16th birthday, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, you know she's a witch, right? Yes. That's true. And she's a virgin. So, and she's a virgin. <laughs> and she's a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> know that now too. So, um... I also love how in the first movie they made it such a big deal that this kid was a virgin at like 16 or whatever it was. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but there were definitely the story had the parallels where Winnie is coming to this realization that she's nothing without her coven and her sisters, but also the girls with Becca and all them. And they had been fighting and in the outs. And now they're realizing that they're nothing without each other too. It was very heartwarming and loving. And Becca being a good witch has the power to help Winifred, which is, which is nice. And that's it. That's that's the whole basically story. she sends. Yeah, she sends Winifred back to her sisters. Um, I will say I love the ending. I love that they tied in the sister aspect. The only problem I had with it is that Hocus Pocus was it was a little scary at times. They made the Sanderson sisters scary. Um, and at the ending, it really was. I mean, they turned into stone. It was you were bad. You got turned into stone where this one was more. I. I the Sanderson sisters weren't quite as evil. They, they were more quite, silly than yeah, scary. Yeah, they were more silly than scary. And even with the ending, they made them more loving. Like they made Winifred seem like a human. Like, But oh, don't you think her. that opens up the possibility of having them come back for a future sequel? But or then what are they going to do? Carry puppies around? With because, a different... Well, with well, a different I don't know if it was the characters that weren't scary. I think it was that the story wasn't that they were eating children anymore. Now it was just that they wanted to like destroy the town, kill the mayor. <laughs> so that is extinct. Eating You can't get much scarier than eating children. I mean, that's, I just feel like they, they softened them up so much at the end there. That, at the end. Yeah, yeah. At the end, they made them so soft that even, and we will talk about, you know, further, but. I, I just, I, I'm like, what are you going to come back as? Carrying puppies and like unicorns and rainbows coming out? Like, I, No, I, but they might come back in cahoots with Becca, who's also, there's a good witch and a bad witch. And maybe yeah. they're all going to be good witches and there's going to be some new, awful, girls, scary antagonist. be so sure that they're coming back? Well, Juliana. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to call on the phone. They're going to call on the phone and they're going to tell us. All right. Who wants to do the honors? Lori does. All right. So at the very end, if you watch all the way at t- till the end of the credits, like you should with any Disney, Marvel, Pixar, any movie ever created with Have Disney we learned movie. nothing? There's exactly. kind of no reason not to. There's a skip credits button on the bottom right. right. Hit <laughs> the button, dude. All right. So if you go all the way to the end, you find out that the cat, which by the way, I needed the talking cat. So that killed me. Well, I um, feel like Gilbert replaced the talking cat. Gilbert was the foil for I needed the talking Billy. cat. I know. I missed the talking cat, too. I, I, I missed Binks. Cat. Anyways, um, there was a cat. The cat did not speak. It was not Binks because obviously Binks went to his sister in the original Hocus Pocus. But you in the after the credits, you see the is black this cat. Is the tip because I ruined the first one? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, the tip. <laughs> Fast forward to the end. I'm doing the mouse tip for you since you ruined it anyways. Um, the cat jumps from shelf to shelf and you find out that the cat is standing in front of a box that says the second black flame. So Gilbert actually created two black flames, which means the Sanderson sisters can come back. So in hopes that we get a Hocus Pocus three. So mouse tip, skip to the end credits and let's be prepared for so they better get on it is all I'm going to say. Because Bette Midler's not getting any younger. I mean, she looks fantastic. She right? looks like, and sounds amazing and she will live forever. She's 
she's like I feel like you just put the kiss of death on her man I want to ask her to I can't sing so I'm not gonna say I'll just say it did, did you ever know that you're my hero <laughs> you're everything everything I wish I, I, could, wish be. I could be she is she's like she's amazing she's amazing no um, I agree with you though I think they need to go quickly um you know the bad part the good and bad part Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker are obviously huge stars so even to get them nailed down to do this one was huge. No, but I'm talking in terms of yes. like, I guess Sarah Jessica Park is even bigger than Bette Midler right now because to yeah. get her down to film this movie was difficult. They actually delayed uh, Sex in the City the next season. Well, there won't be another one of those. Got to do so. that. Oh, yeah, Jimmy. they're not going to they're not gonna wait another 29 years. <laughs> no, they can't. Um, I have not read good. reviews of Hocus Pocus 2 because the only one I'm interested in is yours and mine. So... Uh, but I, I think that, is it a hit? Like, I think. Um, I it think it be. was, you know what? It's one of those, they, 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 I saw Rotten Tomatoes score go up. Um, and it was very similar to the original. Hmm. Uh, you know, the reviews when it comes to critics don't really matter. Um, yeah. It doesn't because Hocus Pocus got slammed and it was well, a. How many times movie. people stream cool. it? It's a cult classic. The whole thing. Just so like right. any of those cult classics from before, it doesn't really matter what the critics are saying. Um, I can tell you in terms of social media, Facebook, everything, I, I don't really know of a person right now who either didn't watch it or doesn't have plans in the next week or so to watch it. And I and I think the good the good sign here or whatever you want to call it is that social media people are still talking about it. Yes. You know. So, I mean, I made an entire themed dinner around it. If you haven't seen it, it's on the Facebook group. <laughs> My kids were in love, but they did leave me all the dishes for the next morning. But we did an entirely themed. Focus, focus. We did an entirely themed dinner around it, and they loved it. It was a massive, like, family night for us I'll on a tell. Saturday night. What? What'd you make? She did. She no, posted it I on Mask Moms. Mom. It was great. Yeah, I'm not on the Facebook group. Well, you, everyone should. <gasps> right now, I'm not on it right now. I'm talking <laughs> right. to you. So I did it. I did it for Juliana. I did a Hocus Pocus themed charcuterie board um, with the sisters. There was actually a picture going around that if you get Brie and you do the three faces, you can actually do things with their hair um, oh, and make that Yeah, it's cute. Um, and then I found just a mold that was supposed to be for cakes, I believe, of tombstones, but I made pizza pockets basically in them, which was insanely easy. And I need to do again and again for my kids. Um, the brownies were the cutest. The brownies are adorable. You can see those on Pinterest too. Little brownies that were made in a book. Oh um, God, I am looking at it now. That is adorable. Yeah, it's cute. I'm going to um, put it on our Pinterest so our 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 uh, our listeners can see that also. It's is that the actual cute. one you made? Yeah. That is Cute, impressive. Right? So to sum up, obviously Juliana and Lori are giving it four thumbs up. Yes. I, I'll give it like a thumb and a and three quarters. I thought, you know what? I, I'll thumb? give it two, I'll give it two thumbs up. Oh boy. I'll give it two thumbs up. I did think it was better than the first one. You did. Oh, yeah. I didn't think you did. Okay. No, I did. I, did. I love the first one. So it's it's hard. It's hard. The first I, one is growing on me. In fact, I think watching the second one made me appreciate the first one more than I did before. I think that's what a good sequel does, though. True. But I do think the main difference, honestly, in between why I like the second one better is, like I said, I think the second one has more sharp humor and wit. And the first one is just like a great like 90s movie. Yeah, but that's amazing. 
Yeah. In its, its own amazing. right. All right. So that is the review. Um, we will post pictures if you want to do a Hocus Pocus theme night. I was going to say, just because it's already come out, we got Halloween coming. Absolutely. Um, my, my kids already asked to watch it Halloween weekend. Um, again, so it's, it's a fantastic movie. It's definitely going in our rotation. Um, we've already watched it again. I do want to watch Hocus Pocus now again. The right, the original. All right. I think that's it girls. Sounds good. All right. Sorry. Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mouska friends. There you have it. Our full review of Hocus Pocus 2. We want to know your thoughts on the movie. Did you like it? What would you, what did you like? What didn't you like? We would love to hear from you and we welcome you to join our community conversations on Facebook at Mouska Moms Podcast to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Stay tuned for next week's episode on Mouska Mocktails at Walt Disney World. <laughs> Be sure to follow um, our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Because we like you.